Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Middle Falls Christian Center. Praise God. Wow, what a great comfort to know. Father, we thank you that we can welcome you in our midst this morning. How wonderful to know that where two or more are gathered together in your name. Oh, there you truly are with us. Be welcome, guest of honor. We honor you. Let's give him a good praise offering. Amen. You may take your seats. Thank you so much. What a lovely, wonderful privilege to be with you. And um, my goodness, I think I can take a whole hour just to, to say hello. And it's going well with us, as you can see. Round and gesound. Rond and gesond. I don't know if I should be proud of that, but... It's going well with us. My wife sends all her love. Karen, I miss you. See you tomorrow, my sweetie. Um, she sends all her love. She just couldn't make it. She still had to work last night. And that's how good it is with us. God is taking care of us. And I can tell you one thing. Honestly, I thought I was going to sit on my stoop and just read and paint and whatever. Guess what? I did not retire, I refired. And God is a reality more than ever. And let me tell you, the church in the community is where I'm working at the moment. The churches are full, that's okay. They sit where you sit on Sunday and look good and do all the Christianese things. But out there, like Morden Pastor Harold said, there's a world. And you know what? They've been disappointed. They've been hurt in church. Sorry. They've been hurt. They're bitter. They're unforgiving. They're sitting with a lot of, of unresolved issues. And guess what? Tians walks on the beach and down the street and God creates opportunities. That's what it's about. Getting out in the community and making a difference there. Don't stop coming to church, please. But do the extra mile. And in the week, like Pastor Harold and Maud said, get to people out there. My dearly beloved brothers and sisters, I want to just do one thing. As I start, you know the draw. Put your hands out like that, everybody. Come on, I'm not going to make a fool of you. Put it around you. It's my hug to you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. So, we are living at a time called the seasons of God. This is the most serious time here in the Jewish calendar. I think apart, apart from Passover, this time of the year is just such an extraordinary time of the year. It's the time of Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and then just after that follows tonight, if you do not know, I was amazed, Pastor Harold, that you gave this day to me. I am honored, I am privileged, I, I do not take it lightly, as all of you that know me know very well. But tonight, just after sunset, it starts called the day Yom Kippur, the great day of atonement. Do you realize the value of what happens tonight? You see, the, the New Testament runs like this on top of the Old Testament, and Maud will know. If you understand what is happening in the Jewish world right now, 
you will have so much more appreciation of what Jesus did when He said on the cross, it is finished. The poor Jews, they've got no assurance that tomorrow evening at the end of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, when the book of life is closed, they have no assurance of where they go when they die. They've got no assurance whatsoever. But dear child of God, we know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and it cannot be taken out again. And if you're not sure, I pray that right now we will underline it with the blood of Jesus. What a great privilege. So we're living at a time called the seasons of God. This coming Friday starts Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. And for a whole week, it's gonna be a feast in the house of God. Uh, Pastor Clive is gonna bless you next weekend. You know what? Then a new beginning starts for all of us. I, for the last 40 days, have been busy with God, not knowing that I was going to preach here. Morton Pastor Harold spoke a little bit later about that. But I've been in separation for a period of time called Teshuvah. Teshuvah, Maud spoke about at the time of repentance, turning around. And I was shocked. Let me just tell you, I'm standing here as a pastor, and I know I'm not going to finish my message, but I have to tell you this. Don't you for one minute think that pastors are saints? They don't ever have problems. They don't have challenges. They don't have a sinful nature like Pastor Harold said. And I had to do something called prepare. Be prepared. Child of God, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Don't make light of what is happening this morning in this place. Don't say I'm an umbrella Christian, it's for him or her or whoever else. This, what is happening here this morning, is God Almighty having an appointment with each and every one from my right to my left, those watching via the live streaming. Each and every one of us need to do this this morning. Put our hand in here and say, God, I need to take my checklist and see. Am I truly in right standing with you? Is there anything, oh God, that still offends you? You know, Pastor Harold taught me many, many years ago in Bible school, and he said, a boxer shines only in the ring if he's done his preparations in the dark. That was the days of the prayer meetings. And I took it to heart. And thus, we need to prepare in the dark for the day that trumpet sounds and the spotlight is shone on us. The scripture I have is Acts 3, verse 19 to 21 for today. And that is for this morning and this evening. Tonight I'm going to talk to you about times of refreshing. We're gonna wait on God tonight for an outpouring of refreshment on us. Acts 3, verse 19 to 20 and 21. Now the Hebrew word there, repent, is teshuva. It says, turn around, repent, therefore, and be converted, 
The problem is many people go through life and I've said it over and over. I'm sorry, Lord. 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 It's okay and it's good to say I'm sorry. But when are we going to turn around and walk in the opposite direction towards the cross of Christ? Repent therefore and be converted. What? That your sins may be blotted out. What? so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that He may send Jesus Christ, whom heaven must receive until the times of the restoration of all things. Second Peter 3 verse 9, one of the most precious scriptures in the entire Word of God. It says that God is not slack concerning His promises as some count slackness. Listen to this. But He is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I don't know how many of you ever in your life prepared a braai or a party or a banquet or, or anything like that, and you really made an effort. You maybe uh, hired a hall and you got caterers in and, and you went to great expense to prepare something nice for your guest. You sent out the invitations only to find out that some of them, people just don't even pitch. You know, Pastor Harold, when I was in church in the Pentecostal Holiness Church, do you know that if I dared not to tell the pastor I'm gonna miss a Sunday service, I would get a call and I would be in trouble. I learned the hard way that you Make an excuse if you can't be at home cell. You make an excuse if you can't come to church. You make an excuse because it is just not decent. So some people, they just don't even uh, just arrive for the wedding. They just stay away. Other people are more, more decent and they phone and they say, I'm sorry, this happened. Yes, things do happen. The point I'm trying to make, do you know what a great disappointment it is if you have prepared for a, a feast for people and they just do not bother to come. Imagine our God, He prepared everything. His Son on the cross. He died for us. He bought our freedom. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and we just do not give Him the attention that He deserves. How many people are there out there this morning that should have been in church? How many people are there out there that you know are busy with all kinds of things today except the things of the Lord? What are we going to do about it? I spoke to Pastor Harold on our last call. And the urgency of this time screams in my ears. You know that the great preacher, F.B. Meyer, once said, he said that to D.L. Moody, he said, what is your great success to ministry? Do you know what Moody answered, Pastor Harold? He said, I have never preached a sermon in my life without expecting Jesus to come before I say amen. Do we have that expectation that Jesus could come now? Some of us will shout hallelujah, but others go like, oops. It's time for us 
to make up the books and to say, I need to make sure, I need to prepare, otherwise I might find out too late like the virgins that the door is shut. By the way, I'm gonna make these notes available. I'll send it to Pastor Harold. It's 45 pages for the morning sermon. Pastor Harold spoke about, at length, a while back, about the blowing of the shofar. Pastor Harold, you will recall that you spoke about the different kinds of horns and the blasts and the frequencies, etc. You can go and find that in the bookshop. I'm sure they'll have it. But do you know that there is coming a time that that shofar will blow? What if, listen, serious, what if? In this week, two people went to be with the Lord very unexpectedly. Shalene's husband, Raj, and Eddie's wife sitting there at the back. Their time came. We do not know when our time will come, dear brother and sister, this is serious. I want you to live your life as if, as if, as if it can come now. Do you really know have you really looked at your checklist? Do you know that if you have checked, we can be grateful that Jesus laid down his life for us. We can be grateful that our sin was paid for in full. We can be grateful that while we were yet sinners, while I was a rotten sinner, not deserving of anything, Christ died for me. This is like a burning, bolding life out there. It is like we see the people standing on the fifth floor shouting and screaming, and we know where the fire exit is, but we don't tell them. How selfish is that? And God confronts me on a daily basis. I've developed a boldness that I've never had before. And you know, God will always honor you. If you make yourself available and say, here am I, Lord, He will create the most amazing opportunities for you. Maud can testify about that as she's had in this week also. God is always waiting. Why? Because His arms are open. He's made the invitation to the entire world. Yet I think we're so selfish. I'm okay. I'm going to heaven. But what about those family members? What about the people that should have been filling these benches this morning? Where are they? People that started the year with the New Year's resolutions and that said, oh, I'm going to A, B, and C. In February, it was forgotten. He's going to present us as a bride. Then comes tonight the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and then next week, Friday, starts the Feast of Tabernacles. That I'll speak about tonight. You know, 40 years ago, it's a long time, I got my first wake-up call. I remember going into a little place where they showed a film, the cross and the switchblade. It was a Salvation Army little room with about 10 seats. 
And we were actually going to cause trouble in church. I was not born again and I was naughty. And I couldn't find the church because the AFM was closed the evening. And we ended up going into this little Salvation Army church. And they said, we're going to see a movie tonight. And they started rolling. Cross on the switchblade. Made in 1970. David Wilkerson and Nikki Cruz, the story. And I remember sitting there. And the conviction of the Holy Spirit came upon me for the first time I experienced it. And I remember thinking to myself, if there's hope for Nikki Cruz, that person in that story, there's hope for me. And I started weeping. And that night was the beginning of my journey with the Lord. Shortly afterwards, I would see the thief in the night. My goodness, did that shake me. People just waking up like that and people are gone. Do you understand the implication of missing the rapture? Do you understand the implication of an eternity, like Maud said, in hell? Away from God, listen, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We need to seriously think and take our checklist and say, Father, is it well with my soul? So 10 days ago started a period in the Jewish calendar called the Days of Awe. 10 days of awe, where the Jews would try and earn merit to get their names in the book of life. And then they would call on the merit of Abraham and the merits of, of uh, Jacob and the merits of um, all these old time patriarchs. Do you understand that Jesus once and for all <laughs> paid? We don't have to put in an effort to work out our own salvation in that sense. But we need to take the checklist and make sure, Lord, help us if he comes as a thief in the night. It is such a serious time that Joel chapter number two, verse one says, blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. Listen, if this message does not stir something on the inside of you, maybe then you need to be worried. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not a message of condemnation. It's not a message to put fear on you, but it's an urgent message. Do you know that by Tuesday this week and going into Wednesday, my voice was gone and I said, devil, you will not stop me. I have a message to deliver to your children. They are influencers in society. This church has always been a church of influence and each and every person sitting here, you will never be able to go out of this place and say, I didn't know, I didn't hear, you heard and you will be held accountable because there are people out there that need to hear the message. What if tonight? What if? Romans chapter number 13, verse 11 to 12, we see there that Paul writes and he says, not knowing the time, now is high time to awake out of your sleep. Do you think Paul just wrote nonsense? No. He was very serious under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm sure the Holy Spirit took his pen and said, right, now, church, it is high time to awaken. Paul went, what did I just write? Keep your lamps burning 
I remember that teshiva means repent. And do you know that the time that this message of the time rather that the, the principle of teshiva was born was with Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. Do you know what's the saddest thing for me? God is on the mountain talking to Moses about Aaron. And he's saying, Aaron this and Aaron that and Aaron this and Aaron that. In the meantime, Aaron is in the valley building a golden calf. Church, do not be deceived. They were all Jews. The virgins were all virgins. The people building their houses, both built houses. But somebody was on the mountain busy with God, Moses. Somebody was sitting next to the mountain, Joshua, waiting for 40 days faithfully, waiting. Some virgins had their lamps filled. Other virgins did not come prepared. Child of God, may my voice echo in the night. May my voice echo throughout this year. Are you prepared? Are you really prepared? I don't know how many of you, like Pastor Harold said this morning, have a sinful nature. We all have. But if you want to be honest, the devil comes like that with a trick. And you fall for it. Now remember if you fall, God forbid, but don't ever run away from God. Run back into the open arms extended on the cross for you. Come back, children of God, come back. You see, and you can read about that in Exodus 24 to 32, 34. Now this I have to say to you, because this touched me very deep. Do you know when the Sadducees and the Pharisees came to John to be immersed in water? I always wondered about that, and it was, why would they? They didn't have any intention to, to follow Jesus. It was during the time of Teshuvah. They were honoring this period when Moses went up that mountain for 40 days on the 1st of Elul. That's the 18th of August this year. And then 40 days he was on the mountain. And he came down on the Day of Atonement. Am I right? Came down on the Day of Atonement. That set the scene for Jews in the years to come. 40 days of repentance until the day of the closing of the book of life. And you can go and read in Exodus 32, 32, and 33 about the book of life. Moses said, then rather blot my name out, but let these people, and he was interceding. Oh, we have an intercessor interceding forever, our Jesus. Come on, people. Oh, hallelujah. So during this time, Matthew 3, 7, you don't have to turn there. Some Pharisees and Sadducees coming to be immersed, ritualistic washing. And the leaders of the law then wanted to fulfill Teshuvah, the time of repentance and turning. I tell you one thing, child of God, it'll be good for us to have a time of repentance and a time of cleansing out. 
and a time of seeking God as never before. Matthew 6.33 is still true. But seek first the kingdom of God. And to be in right standing with Him is righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So we see John here. And I was so blessed because he spoke in Hebrew or Aramaic. Aramaic and he says, uh, Matthew 3 verse 2. He says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, teshuvah. Repent, search your heart, make sure, prepare. Make sure there's nothing between you and God. And by the way, they put great emphasis on forgiveness. Do you know what God said to me? There are people in this church, your unforgiveness might put you in danger of missing heaven. Hear me, that's a warning. You have to forgive to receive forgiveness. Go and make sure. Don't say, oh, God will understand. No, you make sure. So Jesus followed in Matthew 4, 17, and I was so blessed when I saw this because this was just as he came out of the wilderness. And guess what? He went into the wilderness on the first of Elul, according to tradition, tradition and he came out on the Day of Atonement. Jesus started his ministry on the Day of Atonement. Guess what? Tomorrow is the celebration of the start of the ministry of Jesus. He started to prepare us as a tabernacle. He started to prepare us as a bride. Do you know how important it is? If I were you, and I must tell you, I'm very serious about this. Although I'll be traveling tomorrow, but I will be tomorrow in a time of serious introspection and thanksgiving to Jesus for my salvation. Hallelujah. So he said in Matthew 4 verse 17, he said, Teshuva for the kingdom of God is at hand. The Jews that were standing around knew exactly what he was talking about. And so we need to make a time of preparation so that we will be sure that we are saved. The most frightening scripture in the entire Bible for me is Matthew 7, verse 21 and 22 to 23. You can mark that. It's the most frightening scripture in the Bible. In case you sit there and you say, but I've got nothing to go and do introspection about. I've got nothing. It is high time that we become serious and say, my God, listen, I found little foxes in Tienzi's life. Now, don't look at me funny. Little foxes. And I had to deal with them. Here, the most frightening words, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Does that sound like Pentecostals? Yes. In your name, cast out demons. I'm talking about real Christians in your name. And done many wonders in your name. I don't know when last you did a wonder in the name of the Lord. He's talking about people that I actually would admire to be like. 
And then he says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. My prayer is serious that God will help each and every one of us to just go back into our prayer closet and say, Father, show me. Is there anything that is not pleasing to you? I know people in this church who still sit in exactly the same chairs as when I last saw you. You're still as faithful, even more faithful. All of us must go and do introspection. It took me 40 days. The last 10 days I spent intensely with the Lord to bring you a message. It is high time that the church awakes. The bride room is prepared. <laughs> Hear me. The bridegroom is, the bridal room is prepared. The plates are on the table. The feast has been prepared. God does not want anybody to miss it. And I'm looking from the left to the right, the front to the back, at those that must now go out into the highways and the byways and bring in the harvest. I close with a story. And this is a true story. Some of you might have heard it because I spoke about it on some platforms. A friend of mine works in a country, a Muslim country. And one of the missionaries told him this story. He was walking in the marketplace. Listen carefully. He was walking in the marketplace. And he heard a voice behind him, the packed marketplace. And the voice said, Please do not look around, just stand still, but don't look around. He says, I know you're a Christian. He says, and I cannot afford to be found out by talking to you. But I want to ask you one favor, please. He said, may I observe you from the shadows and from the crowd in the days forward to see what a Christian really looks like and acts. And when the man looked around, there was just a sea of faces behind him. Till the day he left, I think it was something like six years or what later, he never knew who that one individual was that was in the crowd observing him. Let us live our lives as if people are watching us to see what a real Christian looks like and how they act. Let us stand. Father, tonight's going to be times of refreshing. But Lord, this morning is a serious, urgent call. 
Your word is filled with scriptures. Seriously asking us to wake up and to become the church powerful for these last days. Father, I pray that you will in this night and in the day tomorrow, the day of atonement, that you will meet your people in a fresh and a new and an exciting way that we will return to our first love if we missed it. And oh Lord, that when that trumpet blows or when we find our time to be with you, Lord, that we will know that we're right with you. Father, I bless your people now to go in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit until we meet again tonight for an outpouring of the refreshing power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And we all agree and say, Amen. Amen. I want to ask you if there's anybody that cannot come tonight and you need urgent prayer, the pastors will be available in the front to pray with you. God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.